Welcome to the Leaders Life Valentine's Edition podcast. I am your host, Damar. And before you get started, please make sure you hit on that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out. With that being said, today is Valentine's Day. So I said to myself, what better way to get an episode going without my beautiful and amazing wife, Shannon? So with that being said, welcome to the Leaders Wife podcast. Shannon, how are you doing, honey? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm so excited to have you over here because I know uh, just keep you guys behind the scene. We have a babysitter here right now, four <laughs> children, just trying to get this going. And as I said, it's a Valentine's Day edition. And I was like, you know what? I can have a normal episode going, but it's it just wouldn't feel right to uh, have my very first Valentine's Day episode on a Tuesday with my wife. So with that being said, Shannon, Let's just start this off because you are not a housewife. I call you a domestic engineer for the record. That is her role. That is her. That's what she is, a domestic engineer. And with that being said, you have a lot of stuff on your plate, but so does me. So does your husband, Amar. So with that being said, I have multiple businesses. I'm doing the mentorship with uh, Rob Dial and Dean. I have investments going on. And then on top of that, I coach the kids sports. And then on top of that, you're doing all the backend stuff. So let's just ask you right off the bat, Shannon, tell us what your day-to-day is as a wife, as a mother, and um, just go from there. Wow. Um, it's absolutely nuts. <laughs> Star. I mean, it's completely nuts. It's, it's great. Every day is different. And that's the thing. That's the, the struggle for me personally is that I like things a certain way. And so I've learned to adjust and realize that each day is going to bring something totally different and you cannot plan for it in advance. You can just have a very rough idea as to what it is that you expect to accomplish. And my, my list, my to-do list used to be pages and pages. And I've learned to actually from you, um, learn to stop trying to get all this stuff done and try to maybe pick the four most important things, um, that maybe I've been putting off, maybe put one of those little difficult ones in with the four, because, you know, it's so hard. You can always skip that one. Oh, I'll do that another day. I'll do it another day. And then it never gets done. So I like to try to slip in one of those challenging ones. And with three of my um, important tasks, that way it doesn't feel as overwhelming. And I don't feel as hard on myself at the end of the day, when I don't accomplish all the things I need to do, there's, you know, there's a little bit of clapping in my mind and a little bit of excitement for accomplishing those, those four things, you know, without having to over, you know, overdo it. Um, There's, yeah. Overdo it. That's, that's what it is. And I think that's very powerful that you said that because being a mom, as I said, of, of four beautiful children and, um, you know, being my wife is not the easiest task, let's be honest. And, um, you- it's gotten easier. It has, that's the, the great thing about all you've, since I met you all those years ago, we were so young and, um, we, I think we started our relationship based on being real. I mean, we you were picking me up from Williamsburg and bringing me to JFK airport. I mean, every single day it was just, all right, here we go. We're back to work. We're, you know, it wasn't, it was very basic. And then we continue to be ourselves and we, we grew and we learned how much each other meant, 
you know, to ourselves. And I think we're going to stop there. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. So just to throw some context back, Shannon and I met uh, working together for a rental car company. And um, I was tasked to, because they did it based on geographical areas, they said, hey, Amar, since you live in this part of Brooklyn, we're going to need you to pick up this girl named Shannon at um, in Williamsburg, uh, New, uh, New Williamsburg by, by Brooklyn. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. I got to drive. So picked up this random stranger who now years later is my beautiful wife. So yeah, that <laughs> that's just crazy how, how it all came about. But you brought up something that I know used to drive you crazy, Shannon, where you did not achieve everything off your checklist. And I know there's, you know, I, I've shared with you, there's the, the the coaches I mentor and the people who reach out to me and they're just like, there's just not enough time in the day. So for you, as I said, as a mother of four and for somebody who says, I don't have that much time, you know, in the day and they don't even have kids, they don't even have anything or maybe they have one kid, you know, because I know you and I, you know, chuckle about that. But what is your advice to that? That person who's just like, I just don't have enough time. I'm so busy. I have my kids. My kids are the reason why I can't, uh, you know, I can't get anything done. What is your advice to them? It's definitely easier said than done. But my advice is going to be prioritize. If your kids are really the most important thing, and I'm speaking to myself as well, then the laundry is going to have to suffer. Then the, the house is not going to be as clean as you want it. And it's not going to be, you know the before and after on an Instagram post, it's going to be, it's going to be messy. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be crazy at times. It's going to be unbearable. And it's also going to be so joyous and bring you know, you so much happiness in your heart, but you can't have it all. You cannot have all of that. And your priority be your kids. If your kids are your priority, you're going to have to leave the dishes in the sink for a night because they want extra cuddle time. You're going to have to um, leave the crumbs for an extra day underneath their chairs, because that time is what's the most important to you. So pause, put all this other stuff on the shelf and just focus on your priority. And you can't do that all the time. That's unrealistic. You can't do it daily. You can't, but when you feel it and you say to yourself, why am I freaking out that the dishwasher isn't loaded? Why am I freaking out that my pillows aren't karate chopped? in the middle on my couch, like you can't, you cannot have it all. And if, if the bottom line is, if your kids are the most important, then you have to make that a priority. Now in hindsight, that is, like I said, easier said than done, because it all starts with me, which I've learned over the last year with an incredibly wonderful life coach that I have personally, um, Rye, um, who has really helped me see that. She's helped me see that filling up my cup. Um, and as she said it, what fills your cup, Shannon? And I, I thought to myself, well, it's, it's, I think it's TV. No, it's not TV. I think it's reading. It's reading. No, it's not reading. It doesn't really fill my cup. What fills my cup? And it's something I had to really think about for days. And you would think that it would be a simple task, but it's not, it's not easy to determine that. And once you do determine what it is, that's going to allow you to shift your attention towards the things that matter most to you. That's just yeah. my opinion. I, I love that answer, Shannon, because you're absolutely right. And, you know, to bring, you know, like context into it, like fill in the cup, right? 
so the people who are listening who don't understand that term, fill in the cup, can you get a little bit specific of what you mean by Shannon needs to fill her cup? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the ways that the and, way and that let me, I... Let me, re, let me rephrase this too. What is, because I know, especially with you, because you want to be the best mother, you want to be the, the best wife, you want to be the best person out there, that you feel that sometimes you can't be selfish. So first off, it's, it's, I guess it's a two-part question is, what does it mean to fill your cup? And what do you say to the people who feel that, oh my God, it's so selfish that I'm worrying about myself versus my kids or my husband? So can you elaborate on that? Of course. And I, I think everyone has a different way of putting it. And for me, some people think they look at it like my battery, like my battery is blinking um, and I need to be charged. I need to charge. And for me, it's it's always been filling my cup is, is the way I look at it. And so, yes, filling your cup um, is the most important thing. And it's the most overlooked thing because you as a parent and a wife and a, and a friend and, and a daughter and a sister and a an auntie and all the things that all the hats that I wear um, during the day, it's like, if I don't dig deep and find out who I am and make myself a priority, then guess what? Everybody's going to get the bare crumbs that I have remaining. And then what do I get? What does my husband get? Usually it's, it's, a it's, it's I get lashed out. I'll answer that. Yeah. One. I was going to say, it's like the, the worst version of myself. And especially at that, like four 30, so like seven o'clock time where I am like, you know, maxed out. And usually it's like you kind of, I'm kind of like short with you. I'm just like, okay, Mar, all right, all right. It's just because I've, I'm depleted. I've, I've gone in a hundred percent and I've got so much little left. And that's where we've learned, I think, between the two of us to take our strong points, the best things that we can do. And you see that and you're like, okay, yes, I've been busting my tail all day since 7am. Um, and now I'm coming in, I'm eating my dinner really fast. And then I've got this crazy, insane wife who's just like, you know, just on her, her batteries beeping or my cup is fully empty. There's not even a single tiny drop in my cup. And you're like, all right, let's rally, you know, let's, let's play some football. Let's um, play the tickle monster game. Let's go, you know, whatever, do our, your little car wash showers <laughs> and give me just a minute to breathe and reset and be able to be like, all right. I'm back. I'm here and I'm charging. So that's filling up the filling up the cup question. And then your other question was about making myself a priority. No, like making like how people say, like, I don't want to be selfish. Oh. I don't want to be selfish. That's why I'm not taking care of myself. I have kids. I have a husband. They have mm -hmm. needs. Why yes. am I worried about myself? Yeah, that is mom guilt. That is is a very painful and um, hard thing to feel. Uh, but at the same time, I've realized since figuring out what fills my cup and since taking the time to actually do that, I'm able to, I'm able to realize the importance of it. Essentially. Um, I'm able to, to, to say, you know what, when I take these 15 minutes, you know, Omar, you know, you've said to me before, like take five, take five. And uh, I'm like, what am I gonna do in five minutes? There's this place, like, it's like a tornado. Everything is chaos in here. What am I going to do in five minutes? And, um, for a while I didn't, but then I, I actually just step outside. I step outside and I breathe and I take some deep breaths. And I think about what, where am I right now? What am I feeling in this moment? Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling overwhelmed? Am I feeling touched out? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling guilty? What, what is it that I'm feeling? And when I pause for that, those few minutes and figure out, okay, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling anxious. And then 
like, wait, I'm feeling anxious. Okay. Well, you know, what is, what maybe caused this anxiety? What is it? Was it that it was all at once? You know, the kids get off the bus and I pick them up and I'm walking them home and everybody's telling me something, you know, Harper's so excited about this. And Eli had a rough moment at school and, um, you know, Noah doesn't want to go to tutoring and, you know, I mean, everybody and Molly's like, look at me, look at me. And so it's like, I'm looking around, like, how, how do I address? I, I don't want you to feel slighted in any way. I don't want, so I realized like right before the bus stop is a time for me to breathe. It's a time for me to take a minute, five minutes, um, and just center myself. And I know it's, it's to my friends of 30 plus years, they're going to be like, who is this person? But once you feel it, and once you get a handle on on it and you realize like how important it is. It really can, it really does make a difference. It really does make a difference from just a regular girl from Syracuse, New York, you know, I, who never really processed her feelings. I think that once you know what you feel, you can make changes. You can yes. adjust. Adjust. That's, that's what it is. Powerful, powerful, Shannon. Thank you so much for sharing that because you're absolutely right. It, it it all comes down to, you know, putting your mask on before helping others. That's what I got based on your share. Yeah. And I feel that like, you know, but it goes both ways. Like, you know, when we are both hitting our max peak, whether it's no matter what it is, you realize that, hey, Amar needs to take 510 uh, and Amar realizes she needs to take 510. And we got, and you just said it right now, it's about not feeling guilty about it. And I feel mm -hmm. that parents that I speak to or parents that um, that I've engaged with feel guilty because their kids got them upset or their kids are driving them crazy. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I, I, I'm not supposed to feel this bad. They're my kids. But like to the parents, you know, for, for ease, guys, and the channel to shoot you straight. For the parents who are just like, yeah, but I'm supposed to love my kids and my kids are just acting up and my kids are just not being, you know, they're just driving me crazy. And it's, when is it going to end? What is your response to those parents? <laughs> it, it's, it's never going to end. It's just going to ebb and flow. It's going to be different at different times. And, and with kids of different ages, it's going to be different. And I've, it's hard, but I've learned to adjust to that and say, well, you know, I've got this. Like, remember you always said, um, as soon as you get the what? questions, right. What is oh that? yeah. Like, it? yes. I, have yeah, yeah. So I always say when, the, when we finally figure out the questions, the kids tend to change the answers. So, <laughs> or when we finally find the answers, the kids finally, uh, finally change the questions. And yes. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's always adjusting. It's always adjusting. And I think that, um, what, you know what, babe, I think that the, the last question you asked me really got me thinking about something. Shoot. And it's that I used to feel guilty saying that five or 10 minutes. I used to be like, feel guilty about taking them. And when you offer them, I would even be like offended that you would say to me, take five or 10. I would be like, are you kidding me? Like, I've got this, you know, it would inside upset me and make me feel like I was less than or that I was failing as a parent. And now as we've progressed, I mean, it's taken us a few months to get it, get it right. But now that we have it right. And you say to me, take five, I realize I'm at a 10. He sees I'm at a 10 and he's got my back and he's going to rally right now. It doesn't matter if he just got home from work. It doesn't matter if he's on a, uh, coming inside, you know, for a minute, just to take a second from his office. It's crucial to take it when your partner offers and, and, and not be offended and just take that little gem of a gift and 
and use it because when you come back in, guess what? You're a different person. You are not as, you don't go from zero to 10. You, which Rai always says to me, she, my girl, she says, you don't go from zero to 10. You go from nine to 10 or seven to 10. Mm -hmm. So in order to fill up that cup, you have to realize that you're depleted, fill, 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 fill. And you don't go from, you know, 90 to hundred, you go from 50 to hundred. And the difference in your reaction with that changes. Mm -hmm. The kids are like, whoa, okay, cool. All right. I get it. I get what you're saying. Like breathe in front of your kids, explain to your kids, like I'm at a 10. They know when I'm at a 10. I tell them, all right, you guys, I'm at a 10. We're just going to need to allow mama a few minutes to just with the questions. And I set the timer and they do what they're doing. And then when the timer goes off, they're coming back at me, but I'm more equipped to handle it. I'm, I'm ready. I, I've got it. I, yeah, I don't know. This is just my real life experiences. So I'm not a professional podcaster or <laughs> hey, um, incredible. Like I'm, lear- I'm learning this. You as, as are. Hey. You, I'm so proud of you. You have come as a man, as a husband, as a father. I've just seen so much growth in you um, since this Kaizen thing that I knew nothing about. And you went to it and you came back so excited about life and so um passionate about being the best person you can be. And it has trickled down. It's trickled down because I want to be a better person. And I've learned how to like kind of rewind and start to practice. How can I be a better person and start to learn these different things and different ways to look at situations instead of looking at it like, oh my gosh, this chaos, this place is a mess. Everything is crazy. And I'm in, I'm drowning, 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 drowning. Well, guess what? I think that I'm able to take some breaths and and not feel like I'm just being drowning and pushing, being pushed under. It's like, I can see what I have in front of me and it's beautiful. It's not a dark, scary place. It's, and that reminds me of, you know, postpartum. It reminds me of a time where I was going through postpartum and I realized I didn't know what it was, but now in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that's what I was feeling. Oh, this kind of what I'm feeling. It's like hormonal. It's something that you don't, that people don't talk about. They are, they don't make people aware of. And I am talking a lot here. No, you are doing great. Stop it. Don't question yourself. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm, I'm talking to my husband and then I'm like, oh my gosh, there's 10,000 people listening to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm talking so much. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad. And just to give everybody context, right before we started this podcast, she was like, no, if I can say anything. So she's getting comfortable talking about things in her wheelhouse. So well done, baby. But I want to bring up something that you said that is very, very powerful that people tend to ignore. You brought up that, yeah, I got into a self-development journey back in 2020 when it was brought up to me. Some dude named Rob Dial was promoting, uh, you know, some coaching program of some sort. And I said, you know what? We're slow. It's COVID. And then being a part of it and then being in Kaizen. And then they were able to discover like where back, back in the day when I wasn't playing, you know, something with sports that... I wasn't good enough. And then it carried me all these years. And I remember that day, that, that lesson specifically that, that I came home, you know, I came out of it and then you were like, Amar, you seem lighter. And then I was very hands-on that day. Like I realized a lot about myself and you were like, if you, if you leave, if you leave like Robin Dean, uh, you know, in the coaching, then I'm going to leave you because it was just such a shift. Obviously, you know, we were, you know, you, you really, really enjoyed it, but to the point where it was so hard for me to talk to at the time, Rob Dial and Dean DeVries, who are, you know, my mentors and my brothers for life. 
but it was so hard to just be like, yeah, I didn't feel good enough. I don't, so that means I didn't feel good enough when I was playing sports back in the day. And therefore that resonated in my marriage and that resonated as a dad and that resonated at, you know, in everything that I've done in life. But because of that moment right there, it realized that, no, you know what? I am good enough. I'm going to be that best husband. I know I can. I know I'm going to be that best dad that I'm going to be. But so where I'm getting at over here is that it took me a while to understand about this whole self-development world, because I'll be real. And you know this. It was like woo-woo for me. And you know, I'm just very like a mark from Brooklyn, New York. There's no, like, if it doesn't, if it doesn't make sense, then, you know, I'm not going to bother with it. But you supported my journey in self-development where, to be honest with you, at the time, I was hoping you said it's a waste of time, but you were my biggest support for starting this journey. And here I am years later, a part of amazing, amazing mentoring team with Robin Dean and the rest of the amazing team. And on top of that, helping thousands and thousands, you know, of thousands of coaches with also being the best dad and husband that I can be. But I questioned that. And so did you with yourself when you got into that. So if there's that mother or even single person, it doesn't even have to be a wife or, uh, or it could be even any guy, any girl that's struggling with something. And then they hear Shannon tell the story about her coach, Rye, changing her life. And they hear the story about Amar and his coaches, how they change their lives. What is your advice to somebody who's just kind of closed-minded about investing in yourself? That's the hard word is investing. You know, it is, it's worth it though. You know, you think, well, you know, I'm going to go to Target and I'm going to spend, you know, I'm just going to frivolously fill my heart and make me feel good by just buying the most random newest mascaras and, you know, household products and wipes and this and that. And, and like, oh, you know, look at this, uh, you know, new hearth and hand item. I mean, I have to have that on my mantle. It's like those things that you, that I used to think would make me feel better, like feel successful or feel fulfilled. And now I realize it's not those things. It's, it's investing in myself. The last year and a half that I've been with my mentor, my coach, um, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if you guys call it mentors or coaches, but, but my girl, Rye, but the bottom line to it is it's, it's allowed me to really understand the importance of having someone in your corner who is unbiased, who's not connected, who can just hear your deepest, intimate feelings and thoughts and help you see what that is. Because for me, it was, I would just say blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, I don't know, you know, and she'd be like, you do know, you're telling me right now. So you know, and it's just simple things that she's taught me to like revamp the way I think it's a total revamp of your thinking. And it's, it's difficult to explain to other people because, um, you know, not everybody is on board with it. When you came home, Omar, I was just very skeptical, but I was happy. I was happy for you. I saw excitement. I saw a, a fire and passion in your eyes. And I, I just knew that this was great for you. It was great for you. And it, it made you feel alive again. You know, 2020, we were all in our homes. We were all bunkered down and we were all a little depressed. Like what's going to happen? We were scared. Um, and we didn't know. And you came back this new vibe for our household. And it was, it was exciting. And I was happy that you were happy. So I cannot explain um, how important it is to invest in yourself. I cannot express how 
with what money you have. And there's different levels and layers and ways to be able to afford and make it work for yourself. But the BS at Target, God, I love it, is way less important than than yourself, because then you start to realize that that BS at Target is not that fig tree. I don't, I'm not getting the fig tree. I don't need the fig tree in my life. I know it looks great in everybody's home and everyone's getting a fig tree, but I have to say that fig tree will not bring me joy. It will bring me dust. It will bring more chaos. It'll bring bring more junk. It will impact my budget. Um, It's going to change everything. So I don't need that. I need to focus and put that money towards myself for my family and my husband and my kids and my friends and everybody. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, that's been um, the best thing that you've, in my opinion, like seeing your transformation in just a year and a half. And it's, it's just, it's just mind boggling because once again, we didn't grow up. You and I have never spoken about that as, as long as we've been together, as long as we've been married, we've never spoken about that. You and I have been very open about therapy. And I say this all the time. I will never, ever, ever talk negative about therapy, but I can tell you right now, therapy helps you get over the past where coaching, in my opinion, helps you move forward and be a better person in in all that life. So I I appreciate you uh, sharing that, but I also wanted to pivot and ask you like, so, because you, you know, everybody who I would get a hold of, just always asking like, like, you know, what's your life like? Like, what is it? And I just, I, it's hard to explain. So I'm hoping, hoping you got, you show the personality out there and understand why I love you to death. So what's, what's amazing about all of this right now is, as I said, like everybody reaches out and it's just like, I can't, you know, I wonder what your wife is like, Amar, like you're out here, you're giving, you're, you're bringing that energy. And, you know, I wonder what your life, your wife is like, and I'm, I'm like, of course, like this is just showing just a little bit of your personality, showing why, you know, I love you and everybody else loves you. But the one thing that I want to address, because you know what, there are couples out there that just don't trust, they're very jealous. And you see what I do on the day to day. Even my sister sent sent you a message the other day, me like, look at Omar with all these beautiful people, and uh, you know, and and you know, whatever it is. But I want to address the elephant in the room. Like what most people think is that why are you not jealous that I am mentoring in a and and being a part of all these amazing beautiful people? But you understand that like it doesn't bug you at all, and you are just if anything supported. So why are you so good about this and? Instead of looking at it in the past, as we both did, let's be honest, we can treat it as a negative, but here you are my biggest cheerleader. Um, Well, I think, of course, I'm your biggest cheerleader. I always have been, and I always will be. I think that I've seen your growth. I've seen your happiness. I've seen how it's impacted our family. And I mean, my jealousy, I, I'm not, you have to have a foundation and a marriage. And I, I know how loyal you are. There's, you have a lot of great qualities and you have some that are real bare to live with, (laughs) but I will say one of them is loyalty. And I, I have always known that about you. And that's what made me attracted to you was you are ride or die. And I think, of course, there's going to be situations out there where these girls are saying, you know, how beautiful your eyes are and how you know, amazing you are. And then my friend Desiree, she'll shoot me a text and be like, what's up with all these thirsty girls on I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't read all his groupies um, messages, but thank you for looking through for me and informing me, but I'm not, it's, I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. And I know that his heart is so big. And right now it is so aligned with my heart and 
I just, I just, that's the least of my worries. There we go. That's what I love about <laughs> it. See, and, and she said it though, and I wanted everybody to hear this. Anybody in a relationship who's just struggling with jealousy, struggling with enviness, it's that strong foundation. You got to ask yourself, wait, what, what am I questioning? Why am I questioning? Why is this bothering me? Is it because if I was in this situation, I would be something different? Would I do something different? No. And that's what I love about us is that like you get what you see, you see what you get with us. And, you know, for me, I love, I love talking about you. I love talking about our family. I love talking about our chaos. I love talking about our, our organized chaos. It's who we are. And a lot of people who don't experience chaos or, you know, in, 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 in our situation, we went from no kids to two kids and we have four children. And the one thing that like, I, I want you to uh, address the myth right here. Oh, Amar and Shannon are working with each other. They got coaches. That means everything is just perfect. What is your, uh, what is your thoughts on that? It, it is, it's, it's perfect in moments. It's, it's not perfect all the time. It's perfect in moments. It's great in moments. It's sometimes like overwhelming in moments. It's a little bit of everything. And I've learned to <laughs> lower my expectations. Like you can't expect everything to be perfect. It's not going to be growing pains or the show you grew up watching as a kid that you thought all families were supposed to be like there's behind the scenes and there's moments of struggle and knowing that you're not judging me makes it so much easier for me to share those moments with you. And knowing that I see you escalating just so slightly that I can sense it and telling you to take five and you telling me to take five is crucial. It's crucial to be there for your person and let your person know when you're struggling and accept help when you're, when you and not judgment when you see someone reaching out and lending you a hand. Yes, I love I love that response because another thing too, you got people who, um, you know, in couples and you and I have are very guilty of this. It's like, who's right? Who's wrong? Stop being defensive. We go back and forth. We call it, you know, Shane and I call it the dance. The, uh, the dance is what the, the reference of the dance is that where you get this when you have the same fight over and over again. And then you tend to shut down, you do things that are just immature. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll own that, but we are handling the dance more and more. So to that couple who's fighting over the same thing over and over again, over and over and over again, right? They are just beating that dead horse, that same fight that triggers them the way it used to trigger you and I, what is your advice to that couple to give them that like sense of hope when they feel like, when they're a part of that dance of having that same argument and same fight that triggers every single time and they feel like there's no hope. What do you say to that? I say it's important to acknowledge it in the moment. Acknowledge like this conversation is important to me, but I am escalating and I am, I'm not in a, a headspace to handle this. So let's pick it up where we left off. Let's, let's take some time because I'm getting triggered. I mean, I, I feel like we've, we say that word a lot and I'm like, I feel sometimes funny saying it. Cause I'll say it to friends. I'm like, I'm feeling triggered. <laughs> and they're probably like, what, what are you saying? But I think we use that in a comfortable place where I can say I'm, I'm feeling triggered. And it's like, for you, you need to talk about it right now. You need to finish this. You need to have closure on it so you can relax. 
And for me, I need to think, I need to process. So we've learned each other's language where when one of us is triggered, it just means we're going to pause. We are going to come back to it. We are going to address this, but now is not the time because I am not in a good headspace. I cannot, I am escalating at a rapid rate and I need to just take a breath so I can come back at an even level. And then we can talk about it. And they, uh, basically it's just learning to trust your partner, learning to trust. I, I need this. I mean, I'm not saying like, I need a weekend in Honolulu. I'm just saying I need five. I, <laughs> I mean, I definitely do. I definitely want to, you know, gosh, how fun would that be? Just grab all my girls and head to Honolulu. <laughs> road trip. Well, you can't really road trip. I'm already booked it for my guys. So we're done. <laughs> but you know, I mean, how great would it be to be able to just make that happen? Wave your magic wand. But I think, um, I just really lost my train of thought. I don't know. All right. But hey, I'm, you know what? I'm throwing a lot at you. I it's hear sick. the kids are pulling know, in. I'm like, I'm looking out the window. I'm like, roller skate. Uh-oh. <laughs> Alert. I think, I think she'd be crying in a second if she said. No, I'm like, oh my God. No, I, but no, you did answer, answer that question. So I appreciate you uh, leaning into that because it is a lot of couples I feel um, do, do argue and they go back and forth and they feel like there's no hope because they're not acknowledging and validating what's going on. And, uh, you know, the, the, the best example is that, you know, like if you say, Amar, the sky is purple, I can't just be like, Shannon, you're crazy. What the hell are you seeing? Like, you're ridiculous. It's like, well, okay, you say this, I don't see where the sky is purple. Can you explain to me why the sky is purple? And it's like, you know, I teach sales and I'm always like 80% listening, 20% talking. And it's like with relationships, it's 95% listening, 5% talking because people, including ourselves, have the tendency to be like, wait, no, no, I'm going to bring up something right now to just like, just uh, defend for what for you just said. And what happens when we go to that cycle? I actually felt slightly triggered just with that <laughs> interaction. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I was just like, my heart started beating a little bit, but um, I, my advice is you've got to stop. You have to stop because then you say something, then I say something, then you say something and we keep going down that path we keep going down and instead of going down that really easy path to go on you have to like pause and say I'm taking a different path I'm not going to go down that path I'm not going to ride that roller coaster with you I'm going to go I'm going to start this new path and it's pausing taking a minute to gather your thoughts and not just this for that and higher and higher and higher and higher and it just keeps going and going and going it's someone has to say pause stop and the other person has to not get defensive and, and respect it and say, okay, we're pausing and knowing that we're both coming back to it when we're in a better headspace. But we are addressing it. That's We the- will address it. It is not, we're not, ha- not having this conversation. We will have this conversation. We're pausing it and we're going to come back to it, right? Yes because, yes, because at the end of the day, when emotion is high, logic is low. And that's why people say things that they don't mean or they lash out and they end up, you know, just feeling like shit at the end of the day because they are saying things that just because they're hurt. And at the end of the day, hurt people hurt people. And, you know, and, and, and the last thing, and that's that's kind of like what I want people to get out of this is that if you are with a partner that you love and you respect and you see a future with, let your guard down. And that's something that Shannon and I comfortably were not doing. We were just, we kept our guards up and it was just like, you know, we let our previous experiences somewhat bring up, you know, 
uh, our, our present our present lives. And it's just like, no, like, as uh, you know, who's Alan Watts once said, you have you're under no obligation to be the same person you were five minutes ago. So if we're going to move forward in life, you have to honestly say I am forward in life, right? Yes, you have to reset, hit that reset button, right? Yes, I'm a big fan of that reset button <laughs> where you blow in the and blowing the thing. But I want to ask you this, honey, right before we wrap this up, okay? Because what I love about our relationship is that we go on vacations. We have our we have our, you know, couple time that we take full advantage of. We we have so much fun. But at the same time, we do things with our friends. We do things with, you know, without each other and are able to have a good time and we don't feel guilty. Couples right now are feeling guilty. Hey, I'm going to do a girl's trip. I'm going to do a boy's trip. I want to hang out with my friends on Wednesday. I want to hang out with my friends on Thursday. But to those couples who are struggling with the fact that their partner wants to do things without them and wants to have fun without them, what is your advice to them? It's it's essential. I mean, you have to, you're doing it for the greater good. It's not, you're not doing it for your, your, you are doing it for yourself, but you're also doing it for yourself so that you can be a better version of yourself. And that has been, you know, that's been difficult to be honest. I mean, we've had our moments where it was like, I need to dip out how, like we would get jealous, like, Oh, you're going here. And I'm like, Oh, well have fun without me, you know? And I'm like, well, I've, I put this, you know, you know, girls weekend in the book. So it's going to happen. And you're like, Oh, okay. Well, is everything covered? You know, you kind of panic a little bit and it's, I mean, it's, it's hard, but it, we we've gotten here. We've gotten to a point of trust where you have things happening. And I, I know that it's going to circle back and it's going to be good for us. It's amazing when we get to go together. It's amazing when we have our, our, you know, trips with Gus and Bidette and we are able to just unwind as couples and with great people. And then it's great to have that time just to be Shannon and for you just to be Amar. And then for us to come back together and be like, oh my gosh, this is what I, I experienced and share it with each other. So I, I, I can't put enough stress on it, but it, you can't do it if your other party is jealous or, oh, well, here you go again. I, I mean, how many girls weekends are you going to have? You know, he has to be able to get that it's going to come back. It's just like, you know, when, you know, your friend grabs your coffee this time, you grab your friend's coffee that time, no one's keeping tabs. You just know that it's, it's, it's a give and a take and no one's keeping score. You can't keep score. You can't keep score. And that's something I feel like we've been really good at. We don't keep score. We're always about like, you know, when I was um, in Texas, right. Um, I saw the alert that you have a, a trip planned in, in May. And it's just like, awesome. She's doing something. And that's kind of what it comes down to. It's like support and be there. And, you know, I, to the point where like, we have trips that we now know, like I do my, my trip with, you know, the Haverty's uh, every year, you know, my, my boys, we go random spots. I go with my brother and cousins on the, on a away football game each and every time I have now with uh, Rob and Dean as their company's blowing up, I'm going to be doing trips with them. And it's, but at the same time, I still have my trips booked already. We already have a trip every August. We book Shannon and I. So we always, always, always make sure that we do our stuff together, but we also support yeah. more than anything when you're doing it away from each other. Because mm -hmm. what you said, what for me, what benefits these trips, whether, you know, just even Texas uh, recently, 
with the boys when we went out to, um, I don't even know what game we went to uh, this past, oh, Tennessee. We went to Tennessee. It's Amar hitting the reset button. I'm hitting mm-hmm. the reset button. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I love I love that um that you said that because it is essential. It is important. And I tell I tell a lot of people ask me, you know, when I was a part of uh Rob's program when I joined it, and they're like, what was it that um what was the number one thing that you uh what was the number one thing that you learned or or that you needed in the beginning of, of, of the program or beginning of investing yourself? Or and what was the biggest takeaway? And it was for me that I it's essential for me to do these trips with my family. It's essential for me to do these trips with my friends. It's essential for me to put my mask on and not feel guilty because I tell you that all the time. I feel guilty every single time I have to travel for work, you know, rarely now, like, or I have to do something. That guilt originally comes up. But the cool thing is, is you being a supportive partner, you shut that shit down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do. And it's, it's freeing. It's very freeing to be able to, to do that. And it doesn't even have to be trips, you know, it's just a little bit of time. Like, I just want to go to CVS and look around, you know, I just, I just want to, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I, you and your football Sundays, it's like, we know it. You, you definitely pick your favorite game that you want to just, you know, text your cousins and your friends about. And, and then the other game you watch, but with the family, you know, so it's like you have your football Sundays, you do have those that game that you get to really just relax and just unwind in front of and then you also incorporate the family it's a balance, and it's never going to be even I always tell this to the kids from today to tomorrow or this month to next month it's not going to be even, but over time I promise you that I am trying my very best to be even and fair with everything that I do with you guys. And and maybe the last two nights I haven't cuddled with you as long as I have with everybody else, but it's going to come back around. It's going to circle back and you just have to trust in that. And that's letting your guard down is important and required for you to be able to do that for you, for you to be able to trust enough to know that I don't have to keep score and someone doesn't always have to win. And it's not always someone's fault. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it just ebbs and flows and it, it, you have to just trust in that or you're going to be better. And you said it perfectly, the blame game, the blame game. I mean, that's right now, like, I want to say this to anybody that's in a relationship. The worst thing you can do is blame somebody. I don't care. I don't care if it's their fault. Have a conversation. Once again, if you love them and it's worth it, have the conversation, have the conversation. And nine times out of 10, as, as even what Shannon said earlier, it's like, also when you're really heated, don't have the conversation. Yeah. Don't have it. And, and you worked. can even pause, babe. You can pause the conversation. You can pause it and say, I'm having this difficult conversation with you. I know it's, it's going to come. It's going to be difficult to hear. These are my feelings. And the person may start the dance and guess what? You pause it, pause the conversation. You know, yes. this is heavy. I want you to take a minute to process it. I want to take a minute to just process it and let's just come back. Let's just revisit it and trust that we're going to revisit it and trust that we both have each other's best interests at heart. It's not easy to get here. It is not. It is ups and downs and dark, scary places. But guess what? I said this the other day to one of my friends, like I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change those hard times. I wouldn't change those really dark, scary places for where we are in this very moment. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know that where I am right now, I, I didn't think it was possible. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel the same way, but it's kind of like success in work. It's like kind of success in anything that you do in life. You got to put in the work. You have to put in the work, even in a relationship. Like you have to do it. It's it sucks. It sucks, <laughs> but it's compromise. It it's is. You have to. You Shannon have to. And I are com- two completely different people. Like we are completely opposite <laughs> at the same time. That's where we balance each other out, you know? And, you know, and I want okay, because I had, uh, when I was, I mentioned to a few people that we we're going to do this uh, interview and they said that you please ask Shannon these questions. I'm going to ask this as we wrap oh, up. No. no, no, it's okay though. So it's just good, number one, you know, I, they always say, oh, Amar, you have so much energy. You are just like, you know, from the morning to like, even in Texas, when I got up, I was just like, let's go. Like, you know, just me being me at the same time. But they're like, what? how the heck do you have all this energy? And your energy is what keeps it going. And you bring the fire. So you know me longer than anybody. Uh, why don't you give them a little insight of um, what gets me all fired up and why am I like this? Oh, wow. It is. It is fascinating and hilarious and our whole family gets to enjoy it every single day. But I mean, you take a few minutes, you need your time in bed. Like I am forced to open my eyes at a, in a very quick pace and just jump right into things full force. But you do kind of pause. You take, you take a few minutes, I think in the morning and you do what it is you do you get out of bed and then you're feeling a little bit better. You um, do your morning routine and then your, I think your workout is, you know, just your little, little boxing games, I think get you like build up your excitement for the day. I think your, your music selection, which is incredible and amazing and hilarious at the same time, just really gets you going. And um, your cold showers. I mean, you have just a routine. You have a routine. And even if you are in a cabin with two other men, you're able to hear the music in your mind. Like I can see you in the shower. You're just, you know, you're singing in your mind. You're kind of getting yourself pumped up. Oh and no, they're hearing me singing. Don't you worry. Girl. Yeah. Do they? Oh good. Absolutely. Um, but it is, it's a positive, it's like getting yourself psyched up. You get you are you are your biggest like hype person. You can hype yourself up and you can just rally and turn something that you know most people like oh it's monday i don't want to shower i don't want to do this i don't want to do that which is sometimes me a little sprinkle (laughs) myself um but you know it's just you you're just like i'm gonna you know grab the bull by the horns and and it's also normal not to feel that way but everybody's routine is different that's your routine and my routine is taking you know 10 minutes in the car pulling the driveway keep the car on. I'm listening to a song. I'm just chilling out. I'm doing what I do. But that is my time to just grab my bowl by the horns and be like, all right, I got this. I can go in. I can unload. I'm going to unload the dishwasher. I'm going to load it right up. So I don't have to do it later. You know, I'm not going to avoid it. I'm, it's just, everybody has to figure out what it is that works for them. Just like what works for filling your cup, what works for getting your hype game strong, what works for making you feel rejuvenated and positive in the day. But you really can do it in a, in a snap of a finger. Like I've seen you go upstairs being like, it's going to be a rough one and come back down. Like, let's do it. <laughs> and I'm like, Whoa. And you're like, get in the shower. And I'm like, I don't want to shower. And you're like, get in the shower, just get in the shower. Trust me. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad I took a shower. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for that. And then the next question, honey, I appreciate that. Oh gosh, more oh, questions. No, no, no. Last one. I thought, we, I thought we were wrapping no, it up. Is, no, we're wrapping it up here. Last one. 
is um, also a lot of, uh, you know, one of the best compliments I ever get is, Amar, you're very giving. Amar, you're always giving. You're always, always giving. Um, is there an ulterior motive, though? Like, what is it? Like, what do you want back in return? Are you trying to do this to return? For somebody who I had to pick up and JFK, drive her to JFK Airport from day one that understands kind of how I roll, um, can you just elaborate? Am I full of shit when I do these things? Do I have an ulterior motive? Or is Amar... The person who just genuinely likes to go and oh, it's yeah. genuine. It is genuine to the core. I can see how it can be a bit much because it, you're passionate, and it's like, okay, well, you're doing what? What do you? What do you expect in return? I can see how it can come across that way, but it is you. It's your heart, and it's your heart just like opening up, and it's one of the most amazing qualities about you. And I mean, it reminds me of your father. Your father is just his heart. He wears his heart to sleeve. You wear your heart to sleeve. You just want to help and just put a smile on people's faces. And it's, it's genuine, but it, I can see how it can come across because people don't like that. And especially knowing you're from Brooklyn, you're like, you know, this guy must be trying to like hustle me in some way, shape or form, but it's not, it's, it is your heart and you know, it's very beautiful and special. So it is. It's is the question, is it true or false? It's true. That is you. No, well, no, I well, thank you. That was actually that made me feel warm and fuzzy. And the only person I hustled was you to marry me, sucker. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say, honey, thank you so much, Shannon, for coming on the Leaders Life Podcast, the Leaders Wife Podcast. Um, this was yeah. one of my favorite interviews because I'm doing it with one of my favorite people. And I just want to say, I love you to death. I think you're the best, best wife, best mother, and you do what you can and you make hot mess look sexy. So thank you for that. Oh, yes. My pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you again, Shannon. And that's that. Thank you all so much for showing up and listening. Please make sure you hit on the subscribe button so you never, ever miss out and share this with your family, friends, and tribe. And if you think this is valuable information, tag me at Leaders Life Podcast. You all freaking rock. Remember, why not you? Why not now? I hope you all have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Love you.